Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You're listening to The Simpsons 4 and 1 More. This is Bob Shoy, and with me, as usual, is my co host. Hi, it's Emma. And uh, it might only be two weeks for you, listener, but it's been a while since we recorded. Yeah, it's like we've had Christmas, we've had the new year, and now we're well into January. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So we, we, we knew it was going to have a little break. It ended up being longer, but. Um... And lockdown mark three. <laughs> yeah, and everything else that's going on in the world. So uh, we'll see. And as of time recording, um, Emma, am I right in saying that your baby is due in about three days? Three days, yep. (laughs) So so we'll see. There might be a break after this one or I might be able to wangle something in there or or something. We'll see. It's all a bit up in the air. But We're we're just kind of going with it at the moment, aren't we? Just seeing how... what happens. (laughs) We've got a bit of an impromptu recording session going on now. and we thought we'd squeeze one in. So, uh, squeeze one in before Emma squeezes one out. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're doing, uh, it's uh, like celebrity guest stars as themselves. Yeah. Is, uh, is this side episode. I'm not going to lie to you. I found it harder to do celebrities as themselves than I did celebrities as characters if that makes sense oh so have you made a list for that as well yeah but only Mm -hmm. only because i was sort of skimming through lists that i found on the internet or lists that just came to my head and i was like oh my god i love that celebrity appearance and i was like oh they're a character and it kind of got i got a bit disappointed so i kind of found it easier for me to sift through um by doing the two lists so um yeah. just it, it was just for my own benefit really just to sort of differentiate between the two um a, a celebrity as a celebrity as themselves or a celebrity as a character within the Simpsons universe so um so yeah i i found it harder to do this one than i think um then i found it harder to do it in the other way <laughs> 
So I haven't made my list for the other one, which is an episode we'll be doing in the future. I haven't done that yet, but I definitely think that will be an easier one, especially because we've got more to choose from because we normally yeah. on these side episodes focus on series sort of one to ten. Yeah. And really from series ten is when they started getting more characters appearing as themselves. So we've got less to work with. Yeah, that's exactly what I was just about to say. Um, I, I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was just because The Simpsons was bigger or if more people wanted to do it but yeah definitely more um cameos as themselves appear Mm. after season 10 so i think that might be why i probably struggled a little bit yeah Uh, and some but some of my favorites uh where people appear themselves are sort of later in the series as well like i have a few like season 9 10 options yeah which i don't normally have in these so yeah i'm the same as well i've got um some later ones so it, it might make things a little bit more interesting and hopefully we could talk about some stuff that we haven't covered yet yeah exactly so yeah i thought we'd do this one first because it would be the trickier one to do we'll get the trickier one out and then i think doing the other episode where we're doing uh guest stars as characters yeah maybe there's a more of a choice to go with so we'll sort of save that one back yeah cool uh but for now i guess we'll go straight into it and i did my list by the way about half an hour before we recorded so about half an hour ago (laughs) i hadn't i hadn't done my list until then um I'm in the middle of doing a, a German assessment today. So I was like, oh, I better do actually do my list for this episode. So this is just how I'm feeling today. So we'll see. Yeah, I actually did my list a long, long time ago. Um, as I said, like at the beginning, we have had quite a bit of a break um, mm. for various reasons. And so earlier on today, I was actually looking at the list and I was like, do I still feel like that? And I haven't changed it. Haven't changed the order or anything like that. So it must just be how I'm feeling so yeah so I made my list a while ago and they remained the same so we'll just go for it cool well it's your turn to start on this one so whenever you're ready okay so um my number four choice um I feel like I'm going to be saying this a lot during this episode but I actually picked this person because i prefer the person over the episode yeah um, i have a fit i have a bit yeah of so um my number four choice is stephen hawking oh okay this was actually on my short list but yeah. i didn't i it didn't make it my iq is 199 for crying out loud 198 197 big deal my iq is 280 <gasps> stephen hawking the world's smartest man what are you doing here I wanted to see your utopia, but now I see it as more of a fruit-topia. <laughs> I'm sure what Dr. Hawking means is... Silence. I don't need anyone to talk for me, except this voice box. You have clearly been corrupted by power. For shame. Larry Flint is right! You guys stink! I don't know which is a bigger disappointment. My failure to formulate a unified field theory... Or you. I don't like your tone. If you are looking for trouble, you found it. So he appears as himself. Um, the first time he actually makes an appearance is in an episode called They Saved Lisa's Brain, which is in season 10. Yeah. But he is actually the only person on my list that appears in several episodes, mm. either speaking or um, just in the background. Um, but the first time that he makes like an actual 
appearance on screen is in the episode um, They Saved Lisa's Brain, which is the one with the Mensa Club. Yeah, I know. That's Series 10, right? Yeah, Series 10, yeah. So he just about made the list. When I was yeah. when I was looking at it, I was like, "Oh, is he too? Is this too late in this in the series for what we usually do?" But um, no, luckily he was season ten. Yeah, I've got I've got season ten on my list, but it's not Stephen. Um, yeah, <laughs> so I love that they got Stephen Hawking to actually come in and, and do the lines for this. Yeah, for I am a massive Stephen Hawkins fan. I um I'm not a physicist, I'm not a scientist or anything You're not like a physicist. That. No, I'm not. Like <laughs> it's such a shock that I'm actually not Revelation. A theoretical physicist, but um I am a nerd for anything spacey or um just just anything that he does. I'm just in awe of his intelligence and him mm. as a person. Um I actually love the film The Theory of Everything as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you're a film buff, so um, I thought I'd mention it. But yeah, I just I just love him as a person. And as I said, um, this is one of the instances where I actually prefer him and his character as a person than I do the episode. Like, the episode's fine. Yeah, the episode's... yeah that episode is a real sort of middle middle tier yeah. season 10 one. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll discuss it when we get to season 10, but it's not an mm. episode that I dislike, but my favourite part of that episode is because he's in it. <laughs> yeah, and he has some really funny lines as well. That's the thing, like, unless you know about him as a person, a lot of people are really shocked to find out that he has got or I should say he had um, a really, really good sense of humour. Like he was really good at sort of poking fun of himself and like making jokes Mm. about himself and he just takes everything within good humour. And I just think he would have been such an amazing person to meet. Um, And he's actually, I don't know if anyone else does this, but I've got like a a list of like fantasy dinner party guests. He's always, always at my dinner party. (laughs) I just love him. He also has a great um, guest appearance in a future armor episode. Yep, he does. He does. Um, yeah, I, I, he's really funny in that because he's just acting like a jerk the whole time, like stealing <laughs> everyone's ideas. I call it a hawking hole, all that stuff. It's really good. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I know he has appeared in quite a few different um, TV programs as himself. Um, I don't know if you or any of the listeners um, are fans of the Big Bang Theory, but he appears in that a couple of times and he's hilarious in that as well. Um, He's just an all-round funny, funny guy. And I think that, as I said, I prefer him, his sense of humour and his character in The Simpsons in that particular episode than I do the episode. So, so yeah, he, he had to make my list. Cool. Good choice. Yeah. Um, and obviously I'll be putting, I guess I'll put clips of all the, I forgot, I was like, what can I put in this episode? Yeah, obviously the clips of the guest stars. Did you have fun with your robot buddy? Dad! Oh, Dr. Hawking, we had such a beautiful dream. What went wrong? Don't feel bad, Lisa. Sometimes the smartest of us can be the most childish. Even you? No, not me. Never. I guess everyone has a different vision for the perfect world. Wow, Mom, that's very profound. Hey. You read that off my screen. Who's up for some beers? I am. That's the smartest thing I've heard all day. Let me mention a couple of the other episodes that he's actually in as well. Oh, so he was in more Simpsons episodes than just that one? Yeah, so he, uh, that was his first, like, speaking, actual, like, proper appearance. Um, 
And I'm assuming like they asked him to be a part of the episode rather than him volunteering. Because I know a lot of celebrities at this point of um, this the season and the show, actually, uh, some people actually asked to be on the show whereas i'm assuming he was asked to be on the show um a couple of other appearances is uh treehouse 10 you know the one where like the uh millennium bug episode oh, yeah. yeah and like homer had the um oh, i can't think what it's called what is it um it's not the i'm trying to think as well it's not the homega man is it is it that one no it's the one where um homer's supposed to like debug the computer and he doesn't and then all the computers start turning the um the 2000 episode and then they get put into like two rockets to like recolonize mars and there's like all of best and brightest and lisa gets picked to go up and bart doesn't and then there's another rocket and then they just go and die life's a glitch then you die something like that yeah 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 i I just Um, look at is it treehouse 10 yeah treehouse 10 yeah Yeah, so you've got i know what you did literally did Desperately seeking Xena and life's a glitch, then he dies. So it's life's a glitch. Yeah, the glitch one, yeah. So he doesn't speaking that, but he's um, one of the best and brightest in the in the world so he's uh, just like featured in the queue of people and then mm-hmm. there's um another episode called don't fear the roofer i'm not quite sure what season that is but it's an it's a later series it's season 16 Yep. Oh, are you looking at everything I've now? Got like, I've got like a list of all guest stars and I'm yeah. referencing it. <laughs> so that episode um, I have seen, it is an okay episode for a later... I haven't seen it. Yeah, it's fine. Like, And his appearance in it is very, very brief. Um, and then Elementary School Musical, I, I don't think I've seen that one. And then Treehouse of Horror 6, which I think he's probably just background as well. Mm. Uh, he also has another speaking role. One more. Does he? Apparently, a season eighteen episode called "Stop or My Dog Will Shoot." Oh, I don't even know what that is. No, I did just came up on my thing. So. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so um, he's appeared in quite a few, if it be speakings or just appearing in the background. But um, mm. the Simpsons obviously love him, and I love him. So yeah, he's my number four. Your theory of a donut-shaped universe. This intriguing Homer. I may have to steal it. Wow, I can't believe someone I never heard of is hanging out with a guy like me. All right, it's closing time. Who's paying the tab? I am. I didn't say that. Yes, I did. Dope. Cool. So I'm looking at my list now, and I've realized that like I love, aside from The Simpsons, I'm a big animation nerd, and um, I like lots of animated films and, and TV shows and stuff. And I've just realized that three of my four are like just they're good animated voice actors in their own right as well (laughs) yeah (laughs) i mean there there are a few people who i was actually gonna pick that i was a bit like oh are they like a list enough to be classed but we'll have a look when we go through your list so my number four is uh from the season four episode mr plow and it's adam west oh yes (laughs) <laughs> Adam West was actually going to be on my shortlist. Yeah, I, I love he, Adam he, West. I, I put him in last minute because I kept, I've had that in my head all day, and he, and he talks about how come no one does the Batusi anymore. Oh my god! <laughs> and I've been thinking about him doing that dance, and that's why I just snuck it. And on. how comes Batman doesn't dance? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I had to put. I had. To, I sort of switched him in 
um, before we started recording because I was I got to put it in. It's been stuck in my head. It must be it must be good enough. Yeah, no, I love. Yeah, such a good choice. He was on my shortlist. <gasps> Adam West. Hey kids, Batman. Dad, that's not the real Batman. Of course I'm Batman. See, here's a picture of me with Robin. Who the hell's Robin? Oh, I guess you're only familiar with the new Batman movies. Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> the only true Catwoman is Julie Newmar, Lee Merriweather, or Eartha Kitt. And I didn't need molded plastic to improve my physique. Pure West. And how come Batman doesn't dance anymore? Remember the bat to see? Nice meeting you. Just keep moving. Don't make eye contact. I generally think that his um, his character in this and in that episode was probably why. I mean, I know there's quite a big time gap, but I kind of feel mm. like that appearance was the reason why Seth MacFarlane wanted him yeah. in Family Guy. Definitely. I think so too. Because he has such a, you know, unmistakable voice. Yeah. And a very good comedic delivery. Like, he's a weird guy, but he plays up on that weirdness. Like, he's a weird guy who knows he's weird and loves to play on it. He's brilliant. Like, I love him in Family Guy and the, in Mr. Plough, he's he's so good. He's brilliant. Yeah. It's such a short scene. And of all my ones I've chosen, that's the only one that's really just like he's there for one joke. Yeah. Um, Because I try to avoid that, but it's so memorable. And that's such a memorable episode and it's such a a good part of it that Adam West has to make my list for that reason. And obviously, like, I'm a big Batman fan. I grew up reading Batman comics and stuff and watching a lot of the old Batman 66. So Adam West, you know, what a hero. Iconic. Absolutely iconic. (laughs) Mr. West, you said there was a job for me. There was. When I called you 45 minutes ago. Yeah, no, it's a good choice. Oh, yeah, I don't have much to say about that one because no. it's, it speaks for itself. And that, yeah, that's all that needs to be said. How come Batman doesn't dance anymore? I don't know. He should. <laughs> Who knows? Robert Patterson might be dancing in the next one. <laughs> I would love to see that. <laughs> uh, so there we go. Adam West, uh, my number four. Mm. Uh, short, short and sweet. Short and Cameo sweet. Cameo appearance. Okay, I feel like my number three we're going to be talking about for a while. Okay. Because of just one thing that I know about you. Um, So my number three is Mark Hamill. Wow. (laughs) Right, I'm going to say it now. Okay. I know we normally wait, but yeah, you know I'm a big Mark Hamill fan. Yep. This is my number one. Oh, okay. Um, I know we normally wait, but I'm just up for talking about Mark Hamill now because I love the guy. Do you want to wait? I'm happy to wait. All right, let's end, let's end the yeah, episode no, on some Mark Hamill I, love then. I can talk about Mark Hamill till the cows come home because I love him as a person, like not just mm. because of Star Wars. Like I follow him, in, follow him on social media and I, just him as a person I love. So I'm more than happy to wait and we could talk about him. Let's wait and gush about Mark at the yeah. end. Yeah, okay, okay. So yeah, Mark Hamill is my number three for Mayor to the Mob, but obviously we'll, mm. we'll discuss that later on. Hey, pal, that's my headshot up there next to the pepper steak, and don't you forget it. You're all talk, Hamill. You never even finished Jedi school. Excellent. Uh, Okay, so someone else uh, who has a very uh, distinct voice and someone who I actually wish did more voice work because um, 
he has a very distinct voice. Is my number three is Ron Howard from oh. the season ten episode When You Dish Upon a Star. Hi, I'm Ron Howard. Ron Howard. Yeah, I'm looking for Alec Baldwin and Kim Basinger. Alec Baldwin and Kim Basinger. Oh, hey, Ron. We heard you were looking for a place in Springfield. Yeah, well, it's the only town in America that'll let me fish with dynamite. Uh, what's with him? Oh, that's just Homer. He's a new friend of ours. Really? You giant stars consider me a friend? Well, for the first time in my life, I feel like I'm somebody. Ronnie, are you also my close friend? Do I smell vodka and wheatgrass? It's called a lawnmower. I invented it. You want one? Yeah, okay. And I'll have a rum and zinc. Oh, I'll have one of those too. Hey, can I crash here tonight? Sure, we'll all stay. Do you know what? I love that episode. It's actually mm. like one of the only season 10 episodes that I would happily just sit and watch like on its own. So that episode is one that until I rewatched series 10 last year, and it was the first time I watched series 10 for a long, long time. And it's it's hit and miss for me. Yeah. It's the start of like the downward spiral for me. But that episode, I always thought, no, I do not like that episode. I've, I haven't watched it in years. Even when I have watched Series 10, I've skipped it. When I watched it this time around, I was like, I don't know why I skipped this. This is a really fun episode. Yeah. I think I just associated it with like the too many guest stars syndrome that Stimson yeah. started to get. And yeah. that's, it really does start getting that. But it's about that, so it works. And I think it's because it's really close um, in the season to the episode about... Um, Mel Gibson as well. Right, okay. So yeah. I Doesn't, think you're just a one, bit oversaturated. I, I think this one kicks off series 10. Is this the first episode of series 10? No, I think the Mel Gibson one is. Mel Gibson's the first of series 11, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, it might be then. It might be. We haven't got there mm. yet, so I haven't done my research. <laughs> uh, Quickly Google. I'm on it. Mel Gibson... Is the f- is the guest star for the first episode of series eleven? Oh, okay, that's why I got confused then. And Ron Howard is also in series eleven. Okay, because he's in it twice. Yeah, he guest oh, stars okay. as himself twice. Okay, uh, but yeah, he's in. It isn't the first episode of series ten, but it is sort of. It's like the middle of season ten. Yeah, I think. I mean, so he's he's in he's in it twice, Ron Howard. Yeah, I mean, I was really considering mentioning one of the three of them from the episode Mm. because I do really like that episode um but I felt like I didn't have enough to say about them as individuals like obviously I know Ron Howard I know what he does and things like that but I'm not overly educated on him I don't really know much about him so I was a bit like oh I wouldn't have much to say if that makes sense. But I think mm-hmm. out of the three of them in that episode, he is the best out of the three. Can you drive? Not well, but I'll give it a shot. Oh, God! <laughs> Guess it's up to me. Okay, I'll stop. So, obviously, when he was younger, he was an actor himself and um, very like likable presence on screen. But then, when he moved into directing, um, thanks to George Lucas, yeah, he sort of helped him out when he got Willow moving. He's then 
you know, for years been a director, made lots of really successful films, you know, Apollo 13 and, and this and the other and all the Robert Langdon films and, and such. But I, when you see him, whenever you hear him doing like voice work, which is basically this and Arrested Development, yeah, he has such a good voice that I wish he did more voice work <laughs> and he's really funny like he has really good comedic timing and i love that he's really good at sort of poking fun at himself yeah because his character when he's playing himself in the simpsons is such like a ridiculous caricature where he's like always <laughs> drinking and stuff and stealing people's ideas yeah um does anybody know where this came from Oh, there's that movie script I wrote. Where did you find it? On my pillow. The important thing is, it's got the perfect part for you. Either one of you. It's about a killer robot driving instructor who travels back in time for some reason. Ron Howard's attached to direct. I am not. Well, he expressed an interest. No, I didn't. Did too? I did not. You lie! Yeah, Homer, um, most movie scripts are 120 pages. This is only 17, and several of the pages are just drawings of the time machine. So you're saying you don't want to star in my movie? I'm sorry, Homer. Well, if Alec is out, I'm out too. You're on your own, Potsy. The Terminizer, an erotic thriller. Yeah, I love it. I just think he knows how to poke fun of himself. And I, yeah, and I exactly. always appreciate celebrities that are able to do that. And it's like, they know that they that they have flawed characters and yet they mm. like sort of like act up to it, which is hilarious because you just could, they can just laugh at themselves. And I guess that because he's a director himself, he can put out a good performance because he knows how to direct himself. Like he's been an yeah. actor and a director. So yeah, of now course. if he's doing something like that, he can almost like direct his own acting performance yeah. and put out something that he knows is going to work for that scene. And I think they... I think maybe they were surprised at how good he was in it. Like they, and then they had him back again so soon. Like he's in it again, half, not even one series later. Yeah. Flavor of the month, me? Yeah, Homer, you can't just ride one accomplishment forever. Why do you think I stopped acting and became a director? Oh, because you weren't cute anymore? Mm, I'll agree. Circle gets the square. Good night, everyone. So yeah, the other the other episode he's in is uh, the season eleven episode "Hello Gutter, Hello Father," which is the one where Homer scores the three hundred yeah. in bowling. Yeah, it's like a Homer Maggie episode. Yeah, but he's in that one as well. I don't really like that episode that much. That's probably why I uh, yeah I love the yeah. Homer Maggie stuff at the end, but like just the episode as a whole, I'm not really a massive fan of. Which is probably why I didn't really remember him actually being in it. Yeah, it has a lot of the issues that Series 11 has in general. Like, yeah. Season 11 feels like a real mixed bag. Like, it has loads of ideas, but almost too many, and the episodes are very meandering and go all over the place. Yeah, I understand. So they have good ideas, but they almost have, like, too many ideas that they're not settling into anything. Yeah, I feel like a lot of them is, as you say, like, they just have too many ideas. So instead of sticking with just the sort of 300 game thing, they sort mm. of just go on to then do a Maggie episode and it's just very confusing for the audience. Mm. Um, whereas they could probably have created, like if it was in the earlier seasons, they probably would have created a quite a strong episode if they'd just stuck with the one storyline rather than sort of changing it. I mean, it, it's not... It's not the worst offender for that in no, season of 11. Not. You've got episodes that start with like telethons and then go on to, 
you know, Homer Homer becoming a missionary and, and like ending in a volcano. Like they go all over the place, the episodes. It's a really muddy season. Absolutely crazy. Yeah. And I do actually think well from what I've only seen up to the end of season thirteen, I think. Okay. Um consistently. But I always think that season twelve and thirteen are better than eleven. I think eleven's a very confused series and it gets a little bit better after it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I can't even, even though I've seen that episode and I know the episode pretty well, I can't even remember his cameo in it. But I remember his cameo quite well in the first episode. Yeah. Well, he has more of like a like an integral part to the plot. Well, not really an integral part to the plot, but he's in it all the way through of the first one, isn't he? Whereas the other one is more of a smaller part. Is it canon that they sort of know each other from the episode previously? I think so. Like, is it mentioned? I, I'm struggling myself to remember his role in, in the season 11 episode. Yeah. But I'll put a clip from it in anyway, because <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I want to look it up myself. Look, I'd love to help you out, Homer, but I'm taking my kids to the zoo. That's great. Even big stars take their kids to the zoo. Well, it's a different zoo, containing animals you've never heard of. Daddy, we're missing the Fantastopotamus. She only sings twice a day. That's it. Kids are the answer. I'll dedicate my life to my children. Really? You have children? Oh, well, look, here's some money. No, I don't want your pity or your money. Usually when you say that, you give the money back. The thing is as well, like, he's got such an iconic voice that I feel like he probably would... I don't know, he's probably a really busy guy and he probably has better things to do, but I think other shows would benefit from him being like a voice actor like i think he's really good at it i'm wondering if um because obviously this is even season 10 is years before arrested development was was uh, was popular i wonder if the reason they had him narrating that show is because they heard him on the simpsons yeah maybe that that's a good uh, that's a good theory that um that definitely would make sense and it's sort of similar to the whole Adam West thing in Family Guy as well. Yeah, yeah. It could could well be. But yeah, that's my number three, Ron Howard. Yeah, it's a good choice. And it grows to a powerful, emotional climax when the father has to choose which one of his children will live and which one will die. Pass. <sighs> What else you got? Uh, well, well, there is this one thing. It's about a killer robot driving instructor that travels back in time for some reason. I'm listening. Okay, okay, well, you see, this robot, he's got a heartbreaking decision to make about whether his best friend lives or dies. Eh. His best friend's a talking pie. Sold! Howard, you've done it again. These happy days are yours. Okay, so my number two is not going to be a surprise to anyone. Of course, I mean, I know we've spoken about this episode and this character and this person and the whole, everything that goes with it so many times already. But my number two is George Harrison. Oh, I knew it. I knew it was going to be George. <laughs> I was really... I was almost writing it down before you said it. <laughs> I was really, really sort of umming and ahhing whether or not to do George Harrison or Ringo Starr. 
um, mm-hmm. just purely because of, you know, how much I love both of them. Um, but George won over for me just purely for what a nice fella. Then came the greatest thrill of my life. Oh. Hello, Homer. I'm George Harrison. <gasps> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Where did you get that brownie? Over there. There's a big pile of them. <laughs> Oh, man. Wow, what a nice fella. (laughs) (laughs) And I know we spoke about, like, the whole, oh, my God, where did you get that brownie from? Like, all, just everything. Like, we've spoken about it till the cows come home. So I I don't really have much to say that I haven't already said. But um, I'm so, so grateful and so, so glad that they managed to get him before his unfortunate uh, passing but um yeah it's i love him i so nearly put him on my list but you uh, knew i would I, have him <laughs> but i knew you'd have yeah. him yeah i'm such a huge george harrison fan oh um, i love him so i i didn't put him on my list because i was like emma's gonna cover that one emma's, for me. She's, yeah. she's gonna do george she's she's covered the beatles like it's really nice actually like randomly ben and i sat there the other day and just decided should we listen to this bit George Harrison? And we haven't mm. done it in so long. We just sat there and Spotify just like randomly shuffled through all these George Harrison songs. And I was like, I forgot how much I actually enjoy listening to his music and not just his cameos in The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah, e- equal like yeah. way in his career, I think. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever seen the uh, George Harrison documentary that Martin Scorsese made? No. It's really good. Is it? Um, I don't know where it's available to view, but I definitely recommend watching it. Yeah. It is like three and a half hours long. That's I watched fine. it over two sittings. Yeah, that's fine. Um, it's called, um, it's called, it's called uh, George Harrison Living in the Material World. Oh, that sounds really cool, actually. And it's a really good doc. Me and Becca watched it uh, when we was over in Vienna. Love that. Did Disney Plus are bringing out um, a Beatles um documentary soon yeah uh peter jackson's directing yeah well talking of ron howard did you ever watch the beatles documentary that ron howard made no that's really good so he did one called uh eight days a week yep uh the touring years and it's all about their touring years yeah when they before they retired from touring and that's really good um and so the one that pete jackson's doing is more about the end of their career it's about let it be and yeah recording recording that and everything so it's going to be there'll be a really nice companion piece to each other i think oh, i love that i watched but, the yeah. um i watched the trailer that was released recently on the one on disney plus and I, yeah i saw that and i was saying to ben like i'm really excited to watch that i think it'd be really good but in terms of sort of my my Beatles uh, documentaries. I, I haven't really seen very many. I've seen a few, but uh, not many. So it'll be interesting to to watch that. So I'm really looking forward to that coming out. But I think because of like lockdown and coronavirus and stuff, it's been pushed back and pushed back and pushed yeah, back. Yeah, it has. Yeah. They had, he's had so much archive footage to yeah. go through as well. Yeah, like that's crazy. Hundreds and hundreds of hours. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that. But I definitely recommend the Ron Howard one as well. It's really, it's yeah, really cool. fun watching all the footage of them really, really young touring yeah. and stuff. Do you know what? Yeah. I vaguely remember watching a documentary about touring and stuff before. It might be that one. It might not. It might but, have been um, that one. It was quite a yeah. big, big release when it came it out. It was just, I think it was just randomly on, on like the TV and Ben and I just started watching it randomly and I don't know. But I'll, I'll definitely look for it. I've watched a bit of it on a plane and then it was annoying. I can't, 
sometimes if I really enjoy a film, I find it tough to enjoy on a plane. I'd rather yeah. watch something that's kind of shit. So I thought, I'm not going to watch this. I'll watch something worse and I'll watch this when I get home on like a <laughs> I proper telly. I don't watch many films on planes, if I'm being honest with you. I watch them, but I watch ones I don't care that if they're not that great quality. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, it's all right. I'll watch it. But if I really is a film I want to watch, I'd rather not watch it on a plane because I'd rather watch it with better Yeah, quality. I'm a bit similar as well. Um, I started watching Inception on a plane and I was like, I can't. I can't. That's fin- a tough one to do on a plane. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't watch this on a plane. So I stopped watching it like half an hour into it. And Ben was like, oh, I didn't even give it a chance. So I was like, no, I just I need to watch it properly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, definitely. So I do get that. I always tend to watch things that I've already seen. Yeah, that's another good one as well. Yeah. Like if Star Wars is on a plane, that's an easy one to whack yeah. on because I know Star Wars and I can watch it and not pay 100% attention and stuff. Yeah, so yeah, so George Harrison in Homer's Barbershop Quartet is my number two, but Ringo Starr in A Brush With Greatness was very, very, very close to being my mm. number two instead. But then I thought I actually enjoy George Harrison's cameo more, even though Ringo does do the I hung it on me wall. <laughs> in my in my best <laughs> I hung it on my wall. <laughs> on my best Liverpudlian accent. <laughs> yeah, so I did actually wonder, I thought, is she gonna go for Ringo or George? Because I knew you'd pick one of them and I didn't think you'd pick both. Yeah, no. And I thought she's gonna go George, and you did. You didn't let me down. Yep, so I'm predictable already. <laughs> It's been done. So that gave me space for my number two. Cool. Paul McCartney. Yay! I'm so (laughs) glad you mentioned him. Because I was... The thing is, I could easily have put all three of them in my list. Yeah, I actually considered doing my list like Paul, George, Ringo. Yeah, literally. (laughs) (laughs) But I just thought oh, this isn't a Beatles podcast. We can't just sit and talk about the Beatles for hours and hours and hours. But I'm so glad you mentioned it because I really wanted to mention it. But yeah, I couldn't. Yeah, so it's from the season seven episode, Lisa the Vegetarian. And what I love about this, so it's not just Paul, it's Linda McCartney as well. And um, what I like about it is it's an early, not not early, but like early guest star as themselves that seemed to have an effect on the plot because often they didn't have an effect on the plot when they were like playing themselves but it lisa does meet linda and paul mccartney and it's important to the plot that she meets them and um it was so important for paul mccartney to do it like him and linda said we will do it as long as Lisa remains a vegetarian after this episode. It doesn't just reset. Yeah, I I knew that little bit of trivia, mm. and I loved that. And I I love how true they stayed to it as well. I mean, to this yeah. day, she's still a vegetarian. I think it's brilliant. Yeah. So it wasn't just integral to that episode. It was integral to the future of the series going on. Yeah, it's crazy. Ab- like an appearance crazy. by Paul and Linda McCartney changed the show to something that is like regularly mentioned, like. In, in Simpsons episodes, the fact that Lisa's a vegetarian. And the thing is as well, it's like the small little details because if you actually look at the scenes, like animators, obviously, when they when they do, when they're just sort of doing food scenes when they're just eating dinner at home, mm. um, Lisa is always just got a plate of green 
So yeah. even like really small <laughs> details like that, they're still picking up on it now. And yeah, yeah. it's like it, the family will just be generically eating like meat and potatoes, but she's still just got a plate of green. So even now it's um, it's still having a massive effect and I absolutely love that. Well, I'm sure at least like there's always someone on the on the staff who who's a vegetarian at least yeah. one. So they'll be the one picking up going, make sure you don't forget. It needs <laughs> to be green. Take it upon themselves, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think that's pretty cool as well. I love that. I know it is not easy to be a vegetarian, Lisa. That's why I ran away from home. What? She's leaving home? Wow, Paul McCartney. I read about you in history class. But where's your wife, Linda? Right here, Lisa. Whenever we're in Springfield, we like to hang out in Apu's garden in the shade. We met him in India years ago during the Maharishi days. Back then, I was known as the fifth beatle. Sure you were, Apu. You know what, Lisa? Paul and Linda are vegetarians too. In fact, Linda has her own line of vegetarian entrees. Apu, I'm sure the last thing they want to talk about is... We weren't satisfied with the other vegetarian meals on the market. You'd be surprised how often you'd find a big hunk of pork in them. Ew. Linda and I both feel strongly about animal rights. In fact, if you play Maybe I'm Amazed backwards, you'll hear a recipe for a really ripping lentil soup. When will all those fools learn that you can be perfectly healthy simply eating vegetables, fruits, grains and cheese? Ooh, cheese. You don't eat cheese, Apu? No, I don't eat any food that comes from an animal. And you must think I'm a monster. Yes, indeed, I do think that. But I learned long ago, Lisa, to tolerate others rather than forcing my beliefs on them. You know, you can influence people without badgering them always. It's like Paul's song, Live and Let Live. Actually, it was Live and Let Die. Whatever, whatever. It had a good rhythm. I guess I have been pretty hard on a lot of people, especially my dad. Thanks, you guys. Lisa, before you go, would you like to hear a song? Wow, that'd be great. Okay. Take it up, Pooh. I'm Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club man. I hope I will enjoy my show. The funny thing is as well, um, I've mentioned in previous episodes that obviously I'm a big Beatles fan, but I, I've only sort of become a Beatles fan in the last like five to ten years. Mm-hmm. Um, all the sort of details like Apu being like, part of the Maharishi like stuff that they did in Mm -hmm. India like obviously as a kid and before I was a Beatles fan like I didn't realize that all the impact that Indian stuff had on them and their music and the psychedelic movement and things like that I think that's a big reason why George Harrison is my favorite Beatle because I love um like the Indian music influence in a lot of Beatles songs and that's really George who latched onto that sound and wanted to include it in the Beatles music yeah I love that and um it's so crazy that they're friends with Apu as well. It's like mm-hmm. out of anyone, it's just like how are we how are we gonna just bring them into the Simpsons? Like how are we just gonna do it for like five minutes? Well, he probably met him when he was touring with the B sharp. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I didn't think of that. No, I don't think the writers thought of that. I don't think the writers no. think of that ever. <laughs> That's so funny. I do want to know though. Do you think that the whole um? If you play it backwards with the the whole lentil soup thing, do you think that's real? <laughs> I want to know if if anyone out there knows if the lentil soup thing is true. Let us know. I mean, it wouldn't be the only hidden message in a Beatles song. No, exactly, so. exactly. Well, hang on a second. Was it even Paul who recorded that the, the lines for this episode? Because 
a lot of people would think that Paul was dead already. Dead, by the time yeah, this was Paul's recorded. dead, yeah, exactly. So it, it might not even be Paul McCartney at all. Exactly. Turn me on, dead man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Like um, all the conspiracy theories around that. Obviously, you do weird tales, and I'm a yeah. fan of weird tales. So obviously, we both love a conspiracy theory. I like the fun conspiracy theories, like yeah, that. yeah, exactly. Like they're absolutely crazy. I'd love to. Hmm. Um, I'd love for you guys to do a a random conspiracy theory episode on just, like really silly things like that. <laughs> I I actually I know we've talked a little bit on that show about um I think a I couple of Beatles you. ones, but yeah. I could do with I could I think. Part of me, I'm thinking maybe I do want to revisit, like, just Beatles conspiracies. I'd love that. If there's enough. I need to dig into I'm sure there's loads. Yeah. I need to dig into it. Because I only really talked about the Paul is Dead stuff. Yeah. And I didn't go into too much detail. That could work for a revisited with me and Rick, maybe. Oh, I'd love that. Yeah, that would be really cool. Yeah, I'll see if Rick wants to do that. That could be fun. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> enough of me planning my other show. So, yeah, my number two, Paul McCartney. Um, and the thing that really got him so high on the list is... Just the massive effect it had on the show. Like it changed a major detail of one of the main four characters from that point forwards, which I think is really cool. Yeah. So my number one is Linda McCartney. <laughs> no, joking. <gasps> no, it's not. <laughs> I no, was it's actually not. like, what? <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> but she she is cool. Um, and I was saying to Ben the other day, because the episode was on TV, um, mm. about like, this was obviously before... So it, it mentions that she has the, the range of products and stuff, yeah. um, which I think is really, really cool. And I think when this episode came out, it was very, very rare to have like a vegetarian section in the supermarket. Um, and if they if they did sell vegetarian food in the supermarket, a lot of time it was terrible. Like, it's pretty good now. <laughs> We're in coming, a golden age of co- non Coming from products. a vegetarian. <laughs> yeah, like I, I eat Linda McCartney stuff. It's pretty great. Yeah. I love... Um, the Linda McCartney sausages and stuff. Like I'm a fan, mm. and I'm a meat they, eater. They've changed the recipe recently, though. Oh, really? I haven't I've noticed had them some in of them taste a bit different. But my freezer did go on the blink, so I don't know if they have freezer burn <laughs> on them. <laughs> I bought another pack this week and go try them again. So I'll yeah, let, you know. <laughs> let me know. But um, so yeah, that's your number two. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So... My number one. This oh, I think I know who it's going to be. I'm looking at my shortlist and I think I know. Go on. Do you? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. So my number one is Leonard Nimoy. Now I'd like to turn things over to our Grand Marshal, Mr. Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> I'd say this vessel could do at least warp five. <laughs> <laughs> and let me say, may the force be with you. Do you even know who I am? I think I do. Weren't you one of the little rascals? That's who I guess. No way! <laughs> yeah. I thought I was gonna. I thought I was coming like really left field, and like it was gonna shock you, and I was gonna be really surprising that it was gonna be right, Leonard. Right. So I'll say now. You know, I said I added Adam Weston last minute. Yeah. My number four was Leonard Nimoy. No and way. I was like, no way Emma isn't going to have him on her list. I'm switching <laughs> him out and I'm putting Adam West on mine. That's so funny. What makes you think that? Like, what what made him so guaranteed on my list? Um, well, he has a couple. He has two appearances and they're both amazing. Yeah. And we talked about the monorail episode. Oh, and we okay. were just laughing so much about those quotes. Like, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> The cosmic ballet, it's not like all yeah. that stuff. It's so good. I was like, she's Deny. gotta have him on. Like, yeah. it's so good. A solar eclipse. The cosmic ballet goes on. Does anyone want to switch seats? He's so brilliant. I mean, I'm gonna be honest. Um, I like Star Trek. I have seen like odd episodes of all of the different parts of star trek um seen the films um but i'm not i wouldn't say i'm a trekkie i wouldn't say i'm a massive star trek fan but i am a massive leonard nimoy fan if that makes sense Mm. it's so strange more for in search of did you ever watch that yeah (laughs) and like i just he he's also someone who cameos in the big bang theory as well and i love his cameo in that as well um just all the cameos that he does in random different places i just think he was brilliant and he's Another one like Stephen Hawking that I was really, really upset when he passed away and I was just like, oh, I just love him, yeah. So he's my number one, but he is probably the only one on my list that I actually love him because of his appearances in The Simpsons, because of the mm. episodes. Like, oh, right, okay. He's not, I mean, I didn't, I didn't know who he was or what he was or what he was famous for when I saw the episodes, so it was The Simpsons that made me love him first, if that makes sense. You know what? I'd actually agree with you because um, I might come across as a fake nerd here, but I've never watched any old Star Trek stuff no ever, way. ever in my life. And I have no interest in it because I, I don't really know why. I think for me, I don't think it would hold up. Yeah, I know what you mean. And um, 
I don't know. I just never. I don't watch much TV series. Like that's yeah. the thing. I watch a million films, but not much TV. Yeah, I mean, for me, I haven't chosen to watch the old Star Trek. They've just either mm. people have been watching them, or they've just been on TV. Or I mean, I think they. I mean, I could be wrong, but I think I've got a memory of um, them. Not not recently, but like a few years ago, going on to Netflix, like the original Star Trek, and I said, I said to Ben, um, "Oh, you like Star Trek?" I said, "I'm going to give it like the original series a go because I've only seen odd episodes." And I started watching it, and I I just find old TV really hard to watch. It's it's slow paced, isn't it? Old TV. Yeah. So I mean, old films like. More oh, than, yeah, th- yeah, I totally same. agree. I love old films. Yeah. I watch old, like James Stewart films, all the time. Exactly. Like I, I love, love I love old films. Um, I like a lot of war films. Yeah. And I I like um, like Casablanca and like things like that. Yeah, like yeah. I love old films. I lo- the thing is, I like a slow paced film, but I don't like a slow paced TV show. Yeah, I think I'm exactly the same. And I know it's really pathetic because there's obviously like nothing anyone can do about it, but just the poor quality really frustrates me. Yeah. Of of TV, obviously films are different, but um, I just I don't know. I just get really frustrated watching old TV programs, unless it's like one that I grew up with and I'm really nostalgic about. But um, so I tried to watch the original series because it was on Netflix, and I just I think I maybe watched one or two episodes, like the first episode, second episode, third episode, and I was like, I can't, I can't finish this, so I just didn't. And like I said, like I've watched odd episodes of other different like series. And me and Ben actually watched Picard. You know, it went on to Amazon Prime oh, recently. Oh, I forgot about that show. Yeah, yeah, that was really really good. Um, I've I haven't watched. I've watched like one episode of Star Trek Discovery. Yeah, which is alright. Like I don't know. I don't watch it. I just don't watch telly. That's exactly how I feel about Star Trek. Like I'm, a, I'm like I appreciate it. I understand why it's such a massive thing. Um, but it's all right. That's my opinion. <laughs> I've never seen any of the original stuff. I've never seen Picard or uh, what's his name, the original one. Um, See, I don't even know the names. Leonard Nimoy is Spock. Spock. Yeah. But there's there's like the two original shows. Oh, this is going to drive listeners crazy. We apologise in advance for any Trekkers out there. Trekkies. Um, I've got to look it up because it's going to drive me crazy. Uh, Captain Kirk. Kirk, yeah. So I've never seen any of the Kirk stuff. I've never seen any of the Picard stuff. The one I've actually, the only one I've actually seen a couple ones of, are whatever series um, Captain Janeway was in, because it used to be on <laughs> when my mum, when I was a kid, used yeah. to work in a hotel. And sometimes I would have to go into work with her on like school holidays and I would just sit in one of the hotel rooms and watch telly. Oh, okay. And they were, it was like daytime TV. It was Batman yeah. 66 with Adam West, we talked about. And the Star Trek with Captain Janeway were like the shows that were always on. Yeah. So I've seen a couple of them as a kid and barely remember them. I think it's Deep Space Nine. Yeah, maybe. I don't, I don't really know. But um, I yeah. my, I grew up in a Star Wars house, which obviously we'll yeah, move me on too. to. Well, we didn't. I didn't grow up in a Star Wars house. I grew up in a house, and I liked Star Wars. And oh, so <laughs> my dad, my dad's a massive Star Wars fan. Um, right. So I grew up in a Star Wars house because like he was obsessed with it. Um, yeah which obviously we'll go on to. But then Ben grew up in a Star Trek house. Right, he, okay. So it's like when I met him, he then sort of introduced me more to the whole Star Trek side of stuff. And I was like, 
oh, I didn't really, never really sort of taken an interest in it. But then obviously like then I was like, oh, Leonard Nimoy, I get like the references in The Simpsons now. And it kind of just went hand in hand. And then, as I said, like I really enjoy his um, cameo in The Big Bang Theory and then um, other cameos that he's done in other shows. Like he's just, he's just amazing and his delivery and his lines and just i just love him he he had to be my number one i find the comparisons between star wars and star trek really sort of because it's weird yeah, isn't it misguided I don't, because yeah. they're not the same at all no like, no star trek is a sci-fi show i don't think of star wars as a sci-fi no, I franchise to- it's a fantasy series there's nothing scientific about anything it's magic and wizards i totally it's agree just on another planet yeah no i agree so other than the fact that they are both have words with titles with the word star at the front, they're yeah. not anything like each other. I think it's probably because they were the only two mainstream sci-fi things at the time. I just, maybe. I just don't think of Star Wars as sci-fi. Do you know what? I, I, I need to I need to tell the listeners this, but um, Ben's auntie and uncle actually met at a Star Trek convention. How cute That's is that? Amazing. <laughs> I know. Love it. It's like so sort of stereotypical and when ben told me i was like they are sort of as people you could totally understand that they met at a star trek convention it makes so much sense if you met them as people but Love they it. are so cool and i just like yeah so one last question emma about the leonard nimoy pick um if you have to pick one of his appearances are you picking marge versus the monorail or the springfield files um, this is really hard. I'm going to say... Uh, and by the way, not necessarily for how much you like each episode, just for his role in it and his appearance. I'm going to say Marge Monorail. Mm, I think that edges it for me as well. Just but they're because both so the... good. Didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> well, my work is done here. Your work is done. You don't do anything. <laughs> Didn't I? I think I prefer Leonard Nimoy in Marge versus the Monorail more than the Springfield Files, but purely because I feel like his um, the lines that he has and his deliverance is just funnier. Mm. Um, it's per- don't get me wrong it is perfect and the Springfield Files is one of my favourite episodes um, but it annoys me slightly like I know it's a gag but it annoys me when he kind of like gives up and they're like Mr Nimoy you still have 10 minutes left and then squeaky <laughs> voice teen takes over like yeah, and then he's not in it anymore and I'm like oh no Hello I'm Leonard Nimoy The following tale of alien encounters is true, and by true, I mean false. It's all lies, but they're entertaining lies, and in the end, isn't that the real truth? The answer is no. But, um, so yeah, I think that's why I prefer Marge versus the monorail, and it's just like all the little bits, all his lines, and it's just brilliant. They're both really good episodes, and his role in both of them is amazing. yeah. So, yeah, I love him. Krusty wants out! No, the world needs laughter. So there we go. It's my number one. And my number one, we already know what it is, it's your number three. Yeah. It's 
Mark Hamill from the season 10 episode, <laughs> Mayor to the Mob. He is brilliant in this. Hey, thanks, everybody. You know, I'm here today as Luke Skywalker, but I'm also here to talk about Sprint. As you can see, you stand to save up to 17 cents a month over the more dependable providers. I talk about Star Wars! He's trying to save you money on long distance! Star Wars, huh? Well, let me ask you this. How many of you have ever dreamed of being in that movie? Well, you're in luck, because we're going to act out a scene, and I'll need a volunteer to play Obi-Wan. Kenobi? Moment. I like hell it has. If anybody's gonna play Obi, it's me. All right, step away, you foolish amateurs. Just keep back, keep out of it. The role is mine. With the acting and the groupies and the Luke, Luke, save me. With the lightsaber and the wing, wing, wing. Yeah, I mean, it's perfect because he's a really funny guy anyway, but also he's a accomplished voice actor. So he just comes in and does his thing. And he plays three characters in that episode, <laughs> including himself. What does he play? So he also plays the, like, uh, drill sergeant guy oh, yeah. that Homer has to go and see. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, when, when you watch it again, knowing that, it's even better because you just it's such a different voice. <laughs> um, and he plays the theatre owner in that same episode. Yep, yep, yep. That makes total sense. I love that whole guys and dolls thing as well. <laughs> yeah. Guys and dolls, we're just a bunch of crazy guys and dolls. This is a conceptual nightmare. I mean, Nathan Detroit would never wear this. And this song isn't even in the show. I don't have time for this. I got 75 shortcakes to strawberry. Now get out there, Luke. <sighs> guys and dolls. We're just a bunch of crazy guys and dolls. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, we've talked about Star Trek, we've talked about Star Wars. I love Star Wars and I love Mark Hamill. And I just think he gets to live the best life ever because he was in one of the most successful franchises ever. But it felt like he didn't he didn't have like massive aspirations to be like a massive Hollywood star. No. so He, he didn't... just did whatever he wanted, which is amazing. He didn't need to then go and like do another um, film that would keep him in the spotlight he didn't care. No, and part of his deal from that first film uh, was that he took like a lesser pay because he's like a big sort of collector in his own right. He collects toys and all that stuff. And he said, okay, cool. Um, it was something like, I might not have this exactly the same, but it was something like I want every one of every toy that gets made off of my character or something. Oh, my God. I bet he... What? Like, wow. So he has like a warehouse full of I was it. literally just about to say, like, I bet like that as assets are worth Well, they did millions. not know how big that film yeah, was going to exactly. be. So he was just like, oh, it'd be cool to have toys of myself. That's awesome. <laughs> and they were just like, yeah, okay, you can have them. And now they're probably worth like all the originals are worth like... yeah thousands and thousands and thousands and if he's got one of everything is probably his collection's probably worth at least a million and so his he's got all the star wars money he's got all that and he's also a ridiculously respected voice actor like he went on to be the voice of the joker, the joker for years and years, yeah. and years and that role is you know some would say as famous as yeah, luke skywalker because definitely that's the voice of the joker to me like i yeah. grew up watching all the batman cartoons and 
He's the best Joker. Yeah, I agree. Um, as a as a 90s baby, I actually did watch some of the Batman stuff as well. And I agree, like, his voice is the voice of the Joker. I agree. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, and he obviously he's, he loves, like, comedy. He loves comedy. He loves, you know, um, animation and stuff. So for him to be on The Simpsons is, like, the perfect combination. Do you know what? So I, as I said, I follow him on social media quite a lot and I really enjoy following him because he's brilliant on both Twitter and Instagram and stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. I think it must have been like some kind of anniversary, but he actually posted his um, appearance in The Simpsons and he literally captioned it like, this is one of if not the pinnacle of my career like this is the best (laughs) this is like the best thing I've ever done with my career and and like so many other celebrities have said that being in an episode of the Simpsons is like top of their career he really did give it his all in that episode as well like I really do like that episode yeah I I really like that episode as well it's it's one of my um one of my favorite later episodes definitely I don't know if it's because like because of Mark's in it but I feel like like we said about Ron Howard he's got really good funny delivery yeah and he's very good at poking fun at himself 100% yeah he he's so good as well and I think not just because I'm a big Star Wars fan or Mark Hamill fan but if he was just a random person and a random yeah. character he would still make the episode it would be a really yeah. funny character even yeah. if it was made up for the episode exactly yeah. even if he was a nobody and that character was just made up for that episode he would still make that 100% he does because he's you know he's an acclaimed voice actor on the level of like the regular Star Wars uh, the regular Simpsons cast so that's crazy he does all the cool stuff that you know you get out of Dan Castaneda like the little things yeah and you're not used to getting that other guest star. So you're getting like, even when it's like uh, when Homer's carrying him and he has to like go back, it's like, oh yeah, like the little like <laughs> noises he does are so good. Who are you? Homer Simpson, Nerdbuster, and I'm getting you out of here. I can't, Homer. I twisted my ankle. You guys go on without me. Never! Follow me. Oh my god, someone has to go back in for Maggie. Forget Maggie. She's gone. I've got Maggie. Wow, that was close. Well, thanks a lot, Homer. Well, it's a... Hey, I thought you twisted your ankle. Oh, yeah. Well, see, the thing about that is... And I like, um, I, I really wish I'd mentioned it on our songs um, episode, but I really like the Luke, be a Jedi tonight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just be a Jedi tonight. <laughs> it's his delivery of the singing and stuff. Like, that's such a good song. Luke, be a Jedi tonight. Just be a Jedi tonight. Do it for Yoda while we serve our guest a soda. Uh, and do it for Chewie and the Ewoks and all the other puppets. Luke, be a Jedi tonight. I love all, like I said, I love all the noises he does. He gets all the cartoony sounds. And he goes, I, I and don't... all the other puppets. <laughs> <laughs> I love when he goes, uh, the thing about that is, like <laughs> 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 runs out of the scene. Yeah. <laughs> he's brilliant like and i love the fact that he comes back into the episode a little bit later without yeah. sort of you you just think oh yeah he's at the sci-fi convention we've you've seen him done like 
he's not going to be in the episode and then he obviously appears later on at the guys and yeah. girls thing he has a way bigger role than a lot of like the guest stars get yeah. i love the bit where he goes hey george lucas makes us pay for these <laughs> about his lightsaber that's screwed use your lightsaber what and break it you know george lucas makes me pay for these i love it so we've all we've almost got star trek versus star wars right at the top of this list number one it's crazy isn't it Leonard Nimoy versus oh, Mark Hamill. it makes me sad though that i'm team star trek because <laughs> i like i prefer star wars and mark hamill and stuff like that but um ben's dragged you over to the other side yeah yeah <laughs> i'll take one for the team and i'll be team star trek tonight yeah Homer, use the fork. The fork. The forks. Use the forks. Oh. No, but um, no, but definitely Mark Hamill. Um, I I kind of knew that he would be on your list, and I'm not actually surprised that he's your number one. Like, I totally understand, and it is a very very good choice for number one. Mm. It's just oh, I prefer the comedy of Leonard Nimoy's delivery and like his his lines and so yeah it's amazing that like we say like we prefer the earlier seasons but like a lot of I've our got choices. two from season 10 on yeah. my list yeah you've got lo- one from season 10 on yours two from season 10 on yours I don't know if like we said at the beginning I think that might be because a lot of the celebrity cameos earlier on are them playing characters rather than mm. themselves mm. Because a lot of my list for the um, celebrity cameo one, when they play characters, is earlier than season 10. So, I don't know. Like, when we come around to recording that, whenever that may be, like, we can compare. But um, it is interesting. I just think that The the Simpsons are so established by season 10 that people will literally just jump in over themselves to try and get on the show. Yeah, and like... Like you said about you 2 wanting to be on it, like they they wrote the episode around getting them on because they requested, so... Yeah, exactly. And like, I I think a lot of people as well, um, I read that... So if The Simpsons approached them to ask them to be in an episode, they would then turn it down and then their kids would be like, what the hell are you doing? And they yeah, would do it yeah. for their kids or their grandkids um, rather than doing it for their career. They were doing it to please the younger people of their lives. And I genuinely think as well that if um, if I was a celebrity and The Simpsons asked me to be a part of it, even now in like season 31, I'd be like, absolutely. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> Because I want to see myself as a Simpsons character. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. And this is the thing as well. Like, even though um, a lot of the newer stuff out now, um, even though those episodes aren't great, like uh, Lisa Goes Gaga, I know that like, we've spoken about it before. Mm. I absolutely, I'm a massive Lady Gaga fan. The episode's absolute trash. Sorry if anyone's a fan. But <laughs> I've just, never seen that one. Just I purely know for the fact that Lady Gaga's in The Simpsons is just like everything to me. So we've missed the boat because they just did an episode about podcasting, didn't they? They had like yeah. podcast guests on. Yeah, we should have done it. Yeah, well, I, they probably definitely wanted us. But... Yeah, definitely. We were busy. <laughs> yeah. Had to turn that one down. So there we go. That's our top four. Let's move on to our plus ones. Yeah. Okay. So I need to get my list back up. Um, okay. So this is a bit of a random one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've, that's why I've picked it as my one more because it's a bit of a random one. But my one more is 
the red hot chili peppers in Krusty oh. gets cancelled. Yeah, good choice. Yeah, I'm a massive chili peppers fan anyway. And I'm going to be honest, like even though the chili peppers, um, I was a fan when I was younger, like I grew up, my mum and my uncle and that were big chili peppers fans. Um, mm-hmm. I'm more of a fan now because I appreciate it rather than when I was younger. Um, but it's one of those things, like I really um, love the fact that they are poking fun of themselves. It's really, you know, their appearance is really good. And I just think them... And their voice acting is actually pretty funny. Yeah, they're actually pretty funny in it. Yeah. What I want to do, I want to, I want to hug and kiss you or something. <laughs> That's much better. <laughs> now, boys, uh, the network has a problem with some of your lyrics. Would you mind changing them for the show? Forget you, clown. Hey, our lyrics are like our children, man. No way. Well, okay. But here what you say. What I got, you got to get and put it in you. How about just what I'd like is I'd like to hug and kiss you. Wow. That's much better. Everyone can enjoy that. I love when they go into the bar and say, Hey, Mo! Like, he shouts. What's up, Mo? Hey, you can't come in here dressed like that. And do you know, the funny thing is, like, I know I've mentioned it before, but, like, Ben and I eat a lot of Mexican food, and when he makes um, chili con carne, I'm like, We want chili willy! We want chili willy! (laughs) Just like Barney in the bar. You told our agent this place holds 30,000 people. It does. We had 30,000 here last night. Now play. The audience is getting restless. We want Chilly Willy. We want Chilly Willy. So, um, Great choice. Unexpected yeah. choice, but really good one. Yeah, I, lo- I love it. And even though it's, it's sort of similar to your Adam West one, it's it, it's a only very, very brief appearance. But um, I just love um, the way that they deliver the lines. And it is a pretty funny appearance, to be honest, even though they don't really do much. Um, and then they obviously do, uh, they appear on the Krusty Comeback special, um, mm. which is pretty cool. Well, that, that episode has a, a million guest stars well, this in it. Is so the I was thing. surprised. I'm not surprised we didn't get one of them. So. Well, this is the thing. That's, it. That's what I was just about to say, like, like I was sort of thinking about um, episodes that have a lot of celebrity appearances, mm. and I was going to pick Bette Midler because I think she's brilliant in that episode. Yeah, she is. And I love Bette Midler anyway. Like she plays a lot of characters that um, in other films that I absolutely love. But I actually prefer the Chili Peppers appearance, even though it's like half the screen time that she gets. I love um, Elizabeth Taylor in that as well because yeah. she doesn't get involved. She She's just like, stays at home. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna fire that agent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a brilliant um, episode. I really enjoy that episode actually. Crusty mm. gets cancelled. Yeah, good choice. Yeah, so that's my one more. Okay, so my one more. Um, I don't think I'm going to talk about much because this is my one more based on. I think it's almost like I hate that I love this appearance. Yeah. Um, so this is from the episode Homer and a Poo, and uh, it's despicable man James Woods. Oh. Name? James Woods. Previous job experience? Ooh, uh, true believer, uh, Salvador, Onion Field, uh, the hard way. Wait, wait a minute. Those aren't convenience stores. That sounds like the resume of a Hollywood movie star. <laughs> yeah, well. <gasps> James, James Woods. Woods? Why would you want to work at a Quickie Mart? <laughs> well... To be honest, in my upcoming movie, I'm going to be playing this tightly wound convenience store clerk. And, you know, I kind of like to research my roles and really get into it. For instance, True Believer. I actually worked in a law firm for two months. And, and the, the film Chaplin, I had a little cameo on that. I actually traveled in time back to the 20s where, well, 
I, I've said too much. Welcome aboard. I, I am not a big James Woods fan, <laughs> but I can't can't deny that yeah. that appearance is so, so good. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Um, I kind of feel exactly the same about him. And I feel like that um, in his appearance on, we were saying earlier about uh, Adam West, um, he, James Woods is, has a big appearance in Family Guy as well. Yeah, and I, think I forgot he's a recurring character in that. I, yeah. Yeah, you know what? I think you're right. I think they definitely... They definitely stole Adam West and James Woods purely from their appearance on The Simpsons. He's just brilliant. Obviously he has uh, despicable political ideas and stuff, but I can't deny that he is incredibly funny in this episode. All right, you. Hand over the cash. Don't try any funny stuff. Hey, pal. I assure you, if I tried any funny stuff, you would be in hysterics. Hey, you're James Woods. Oh, thank you. Yes, thank you. Well, Mr. Woods, your new song is going to be number three with a bullet. Yeah, I'm not a singer. Shut up! Do you know what else I love? Um, there's not much I love about James Woods, but another <laughs> thing that another thing I like about James Woods is his voice acting in Hercules. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, he is a good voice actor, I'll give him that. And and Hercules was obviously after The Simpsons as well. So mm. I think maybe The Simpsons was like him dipping his toe into voice acting and then he just like branched out. I mean, because he is an accomplished actor in his own right, he gives yeah. a very like naturalistic performance yeah. in it, which I really like. It's very understated. Like, I like his voice. Yeah, when he's... My favourite bit is when he's trying to clean the... Uh, oh, he's scraping the, the microwave. The, yeah, and he's scraping the cheese off the microwave. That's the best bit. Yeah. T- Tony, t- Tony, t- you're my agent. You have to do something about this. Ugh, how can it be the same movie if they've changed my character from a tightly wound convenience store clerk to a jittery Eskimo firefighter? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, that's, that's a pretty good explanation. Now, this is gross. This would be gross points, right? And there's new. Okay. Yeah, because there's monkey points. Yeah, okay, great. Okay, good. Book me a flight, rent me an igloo, and tell those dorks at the Quickie Mart that, boom, I am out of here. I'm a dot. I'm gone, okay? What do you mean I got to give two weeks notice? What? I'm freaking no good mother... Jeez. No, not you. I'm just talking to my oven. Uh, but I really like that episode, and I love that little subplot that we yeah. keep cutting back to James Woods working at the Quickie Mart. No, that's the, it's a good choice. Like, I really enjoyed that as well. Yeah. So, you know, I'll put in a little clip of James Woods, but he, he he doesn't deserve a place on my top four because of who he is. <laughs> but I do love that episode and I love that that performance in it. Yeah. 75, 85, 90 and a dollar. Thank you. And come again. Hey, wait a minute. Hey, uh, uh, can I just ask you a question? Did you did you believe that? I mean, the way I gave you the change did I sound like a real quickie mart. You know, kind of guy. Actually, I thought it was a little labored. Huh. You gotta lose yourself in the moment, man. Yeah, like, yeah. Okay, great. Okay, let's just try that again, okay? Come on. Hey, come on. Hey, 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 get over here. Okay, now you're you, I'm me. I'm me? Hey, don't jerk me around, fella. So he is actually an example of the complete opposite to the majority of my list, where I prefer the person over the episode. Yeah, Whereas yeah. with this, you love the episode but hate the person. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. 
So I, I had to include it for all the that was that was decided even when I first said to you, okay, we'll do an episode about people playing themselves. As soon yeah. as I said it, I was like, James Woods is my plus James one. James Woods, yeah, it was in my head straight away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he he's good. He he definitely um, deserves like. When I was going through my list and stuff, he was definitely on there. Mm. Um, and I was a bit like, oh, I don't really have much to say about him, which is probably why I just completely missed him. But he was definitely a contender. He's, he, his delivery is really funny. He's a good voice actor, I think. Apu, you saved my life. And as a small token of my appreciation, I got you your job back at the Quickie Mart. Oh, Oh, Mr. Woods, you're... But as for me, I'm off to battle aliens on a faraway planet. That sounds like a good movie. Yes. Yes, a, a movie, yes. So there we go. They were good lists. Let's uh, yeah. do a quick recap of them. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so my number four is Stephen Hawking. My number three is Mark Hamill. My number two is George Harrison. And my number one is Leonard Nimoy. And... Oh, sorry, and my <laughs> I always forget to do one more. And my one more is the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Excellent. My number four is Adam West. My number three is Ron Howard. My number two is Paul McCartney, Brackets, and Linda. My number one is Mark Hamill. And my plus one is James Woods. Yay! So it was fun to like tackle, like, uh, Simpsons has a real history of bringing in these people playing themselves and poking fun at themselves and it was fun to sort of dig through them and I look forward to going through the other one, the other examples of guest stars when they're playing characters. I'm really excited about that list because um, there's a few people on there that I'm dying to talk about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so was there any that were like really so close to making your list? Like I already said that I cut off Leonard Nimoy at the last second because I knew you'd have him. Yeah, um... The other two Beatles, like I said. So yeah. I, I wanted to do... Um, so it was a toss-up between Ringo Starr and George Harrison anyway. So Ringo was there on my list. Um, Paul McCartney, actually, but for a completely different reason. Like, don't get me wrong, like, I really like Paul McCartney, but he isn't... His appearance doesn't... Isn't in the same bracket for me as the other two because I don't mm -hmm. quote it as much. Um... Just people in Krusty gets cancelled, really. Like, yeah. as we said about, like, Bette Midler, like, I love her as an actress um, and her appearance on that. Um, I wanted, as I said, I wanted to mention the episode of, with Ron Howard in it and mm -hmm. um, Kim Bassinger and um, Alec Baldwin. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I did find this list really hard. I'm not going to lie to you. And there were a few people, like, obviously, Kelsey Grammer, but I didn't want to. Um, obviously, he plays a character rather than playing mm. Kelsey Grammer. But, um, yeah. So you're disqualifying just... him in list from the future list that we do? Yeah, I am. I'm putting yeah. it out there now. I, I agree, actually. No, I can think of him yeah. more as, like, a regular. Because yeah. he's a side character. We include him as a side character in the other yeah, one. Yeah, no, so. so Kelsey Grammer, a.k.a. Sartre Bob, will not be on my other list. It's almost like having Phil Hartman as guest star yeah, like, this is he's, the thing. he's a character he's a recurring character yeah exactly so um yeah there's loads of people that i wanted to include but i just i'm happy with my list and as i said i wrote my list a while ago at least a month ago um and then i revisited it this morning and it didn't change so i'm happy yeah so all three of yours on your main four were in my shortlist, Stephen Hawking yeah. and George Harrison, Leonard Nimoy. They were all like very close to the top for me as well. 
Uh, the only other one I nearly included, um, and it was really serendipitous actually, because he was on my shortlist I did a while ago. And um, but me and Tiss always laugh about the good book yeah. on tape as read oh by my Larry God, King. Yes. But as of the time recording this, he's pa- he passed away he about pa- two days ago. So. Yeah, I was. Oh. I was literally just about to say that, like, obviously I know who Larry King is, um, I appreciate his work and et cetera, et cetera, but I always talk about the good book as well. Yeah. To yeah. me, that is like my best Larry King memory is the good book on tape. Yeah, literally. So I was looking at um, all the Simpsons stuff. Going to get some on- balls. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. It's so like casually delivered. I love it. The good book on tape. Ooh, it's read by Larry King. Hi, I'm Larry King. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without air, beget Phineas. Phineas beget Abushua. And Abushua beget Ahimaaz. Ahimaaz beget beget Amariah onward. Amariah begets Ahitub. Ahitub beget... Shalom begat Hilkiah. And he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children, and the heart of the children to their fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. Well, that's it. My old friend Duke Zebra standing by. We'll get some coffee. We'll get some matzo ball soup. I love the San Antonio Spurs, by the way. If you're betting in the NBA this year, I think they're going to win it all. So I guess there's nothing more to say but... He appears a couple of times, doesn't he? He does, yeah, yeah he does. I, that's the appearance I always think of him yeah, from, but he was, is in it two or three times. Yeah. I was just about to say that. So obviously he appears in it a couple of other times, but mm. that's the one that I always go back to. So when I always think about him, I'm always like, oh, that's what I sort of, I always think about him in the good book. I'm the same. Uh, the other one he's in is Sideshow Bob Roberts from yeah. season six. That's the other one he's in. Yeah, which I actually watched like two days ago. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's the only one I was going to give a special mention. I probably would have given him the plus one if it wasn't for James Woods. but Yeah. Yeah. Aww. Excellent. Right. Okay. So let's do some wrap up. If you want to get in contact with us, everyone, uh, correct us on anything or let us know your favorite things, you can do that at 4 pod at gmail.com or go to 4 com and contact through there. You can also find me on Twitter. I'm at Bob Shoy. That's at B-O-B-S-H-O-Y. Emma, you're also on Twitter? Yep. So I'm on Twitter as at Emma Rowena, which is um, at E-M-M-A-R-O-E-N-A. And you also run the Instagram account as well. I do. Yeah. So I've been a bit quiet recently, but um, I'm going to pick up posting again. So um, our Instagram account is for underscore and underscore one underscore more so come find us and i'm gonna post a lot more than i have been recently yeah um and uh what else is there you can go to bobshoy.com which is my name that's b-o-b-s-h-o-y.com and you can see other shows on the bobshoy podcast network so if you like this you might enjoy other things i work on there but they're all on there and you can find them Um, And you can also support my time editing and researching this as well as those other pods at patreon.com slash bobshoy. Yay. And next time we're talking about season six. Season six. I'm really excited about this one. Yeah, I've done my list for that uh, a couple of days ago. I have done that one. Yeah, I've done my list and I've I've actually finished watching all of season six. Um, Yeah, same. But I think I'm going to go back just before we record and like watch my four and one more again just to sort of refresh 
um because it's been a while but um i'm really excited to talk about that i think it's i know we say it all the time but it's one so of it's my favorites yes yeah, it's, yeah, it's brilliant it's, um so I've, I finished watching it and I made my list when I finished watching it. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to look back over my list and look at my notes and just sort of see if yeah. in the time since then anything sort of changed in my head. But I think I've got my list. Yeah. Um, and then after that, we will go and do our other, other celebrity guest episode. We'll do yeah. the uh, playing characters episode. So yeah, that'll be Perfect. good Perfect. Yay. So thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you, guys. And until next time, Emma, do the line. Which line? The pardon my something. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Why didn't you part of my galoshes? Lovely. Pantyhose, practical and, and alluring. alluring. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. We haven't recorded in so long, I completely forgot about that line. Freshly chopped Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.